No. If you had to lose one item into the fire, what would you rather be, a hot dog or a marshmallow? 80% of people saying they, they couldn't bear to lose the hot dog. How about that? But when a marshmallow's burning, on, it's on fire, man. That's just a horrible feeling, too. Right. <laughs> I know. And you can't touch it. Ah, 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 so, ah, and you're ah. looking around, and everybody's occupied with their own thing, and you're like, help me, somebody blow it out. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. G'day Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to your favorite daytime sports talk show. And the only daytime sports talk show in Canada, by the way. So we're an easy number one. How are you, dude? Still number one. How are you doing, Moose? I'm doing really good. Uh, you? Okay. Oh, good, except I just saw a statement. I literally just opened up my emails now because we've had a holy war going on here in the last five minutes. Thanks, Abu. Didn't take long for you to come in that we're at war, a, a jihad. I didn't know if I could say that or not. <laughs> so, yeah, that broke out, and then I just saw a statement here. Canadian Football League released the following statement on the passing of Montreal Alouettes co-owner Sid Spiegel. The CEFL is deeply saddened to learn of the passing of Alouettes co-owner Sid Spiegel. Sid and his son-in-law Gary Stern made a strong commitment to one of our great franchises at an important time in its history and have tackled the challenge and opportunity before them with passion and enthusiasm. There's more, but condolences to the Alouettes and the family of Sid Spiegel. Like, I literally just opened my emails and that came up. So, wow. what a start to Flame Tech Football Friday. No kidding. That's tough. Really tough news. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Thoughts are with the Alouettes. And to right Gary now. Stern, his business partner, oh, obviously man. his family. Uh, yeah. Right on the cusp of a season, too, and to mm. have to deal with that. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday. Flame Tech is locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. I hope you're ready to talk some football. You know that. It's a huge day for the Blue Jays. That's why I'm wearing this Blue Jays pullover, three-quarter zip from our friends at the Ultimate Fan Zone and Moose Jaw because it's Major League Baseball trade deadline, the J day. The Jays are home tonight to the Kansas City Royals, which is in my quick six show topics. But I do want to mention, coming up on the program today, Mike Abumeshrick. It's been so long since I've introduced him on the air. Ten years in the CFL? Something like That's what it said in the yearbook, Jim. And Grey Cup champion and all-around good guy. But super pest to me. And then we're going to Calgary to be joined by Stampeders chief punk and blogger Ryan Ballantyne and podcaster from 3downation.com and Big Brother Canada. So you people in Calgary that cheer for the Stampeders might want to listen up when Ballantyne joins us. And then Justin Duncan, hour two to talk uh, all things CFL. So it's going to be fun. Let's hit the quick six show topics, please. The horn. Thank you, Jordan. Uh, Well, number one, NFL training camps are open. And more than anything, while I am not the biggest uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, I was cheering for them from Abu's couch, Super Bowl Sunday. That was a great day, by the way, wasn't it? It was so great. We'll recount that a little later. Um, I'm just following Tampa Bay camp. Tom looks so good. Dak Prescott's hurt already in Dallas. And the Cowboys, of course, got a head start because they're playing in the Hall of Fame game next week. Um, I'm just enjoying soaking in the NFL coverage, the drama, because it's as much about the off-field drama as it is what's going on. The X's and O's, right? People understand that? Oh, yeah. It's like NASCAR. It's as much about the crashes and the inner office drama on the track as it is about who's leading who. For sure. What are you watching in the NFL training camp? Oh, yeah. A little bit of that, you know. 
to see where Tampa's at. They're going to have a full season now. With I mean, they had a full season last year, but they all talk about it took them nine weeks to get you know, integrated into Tom's offense and what they wanted to do and all get on the same page. So now they'll have a full season. You know, the Dak situation's interesting. You know, how engaged is Aaron Rodgers? What's going to happen with Deshaun Watson? There's so many storylines right across the NFL, so I'm kind of following that. I guess, should we have been surprised that Deshaun Watson's in camp with the Houston Texans while facing this rash of charges from the women in the Houston area? I guess we shouldn't have been surprised. That's the real big difference about America versus Canada. Real big difference. Down there, it's innocent until proven guilty. Up here, it's guilty till proven innocent. That's what, how I feel. So we should, probably shouldn't be surprised that Deshaun Watson's in camp with the Texans. Anyways, moving on to point two. It's CFL final cutdown day. I think it is... I'm getting mixed up with my times. Baseball's trade deadline's 4 p.m. Eastern, and the CFL cutdown day is 10 p.m. Eastern, I think. Okay. World's colliding, Jerry! I know, right? World's colliding. This had to happen. We had NHL free agency opening Wednesday. CFL final cutdown day. Major League Baseball trade deadline day. It's a lot to stay on top of. But I feel like we're doing a pretty good job of it. Um, some of the guys that have been cut. How do you cut Sean Lemon? I know. And we've <laughs> seen some. Now, again, we only see highlights and clips. So for me to sit here and say, hey, he's having a good camp because I saw a highlight of him, you know, blown by this tackle. Yeah, you never know. But he's a veteran who always seems to show up and play pretty well. But, again, coaches and the good ones, the good coaches and the good GMs seem to know the best before date, don't they? Yeah. Well, listen, people have sniffed out something's going on in Edmonton. Whether it's good, whether it's bad, we're going to find out. It really is a new general manager in Brock Sunderland, a brand new head coach in Jamie Elizondo. And whether what they're doing pays off or not, who knows? They've disgruntled. Some vets, I guess. I don't know how it's going over within their own locker room. Maybe we need to get Trevor Harris on and see what he thinks about things. Because he'd tell you. Oh, yeah. But Sean Lemon's a premier pass rusher in the Canadian Football League. I would think he's going to end up somewhere soon. I'm told that we could expect Chris Kasher, who was rush end, cut by BC, and Thad Coleman, offensive tackle, cut by Edmonton, could end up seeing them in Saskatchewan. But we'll wait and see. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, point three, oh, this Texas OU thing leaving the Big 12 is just earth-shattering, isn't it? Oh, yes. For the uh, SEC. And it was the day initially, sorry, yesterday they officially announced their intention. It hasn't been approved yet. No, not yet. But they announced their intent to leave. It was formally, you know, applied. Does that mean I they're guess. gone? No. I don't think so. I think it, you know, it means they formally submitted the application. You know, now it's on the table that we want to leave and we want to join the SEC and we'll see where it goes. But as we talked about, you know, throughout the week, it's monumental for the Big 12, right? They lose a lot of revenue. It's all about money and all about dollars. I think the figures were something like, you know, they go from $30 million in TV revenue down to like $9 seven. million. I thought it was seven. seven. Like it's single digits. So it's, it's pretty monumental. And now they're talking about, you know, I've heard the narrative, does the Big 12 need to leave altogether? And what other teams are looking at going and might it just dissolve? Like it's big and we're not in that environment. So we don't really understand, you know, the college football landscape in the U S and really what this means. But I mean, it's, what do they say? The, uh, the earthquake and it reaches, I mean, we're, we're feeling the aftershock of this all the way up here in Canada. For sure. 
but as uh, we're going to continue to hear it because <laughs> yeah. I'm hearing it every day um, from our viewers checking in this morning. DDD uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan says Edmonton said Lemon was simply outplayed. Oh, what a can of worms. I can't wait to get Abu in here to get his take on this. Because I remember Craig Dickinson saying, hey, if veterans lost a step because they weren't in shape, weren't game shape, game ready, they're going to be gone. Clearly no leeway given to vets in the CFL. Younger, cheaper, faster. You had a better camp. See you later. Uh, Nelson Vo, our content creator, writes in and he says, it's official. SEC voted 14-0, to accept them. Wow, breaking news. So they're gone. gone. They are gone to the SEC, which, frankly, I really thought Texas belonged in the SEC anyways, and probably Oklahoma too. So more reason to watch Southeastern Conference football. Oh, here we go. Dan Crofts uh, joining us on the program, one of our viewers. The inimitable Crofty says, comment on the CFL comment from yesterday. Yes, pay them. I love the CFL and wish they paid the players more. Higher pay, higher talent. Get them playing. Support them. I bought a new jersey this year. Go green. And number nine, NASCAR. Keep talking about both, Roddy. I will. Somebody asked me the other day my thoughts on this year's NASCAR season, and I actually had an opinion. Can you believe that? I'm enjoying the rivalry between the Bush brothers. How about that? Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Bob's your uncle. Put the headphones on if you want to know about what I'm laughing at. They're playing sound effects now. Since the last time you were in here. I was loading my pipe and smoking. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you were. Point four. <laughs> Point four. I woke up this morning having had a dream. I had a dream. That Randy Ambrosi should get credit for saving the CFL. So I put that on Twitter. And when I say saving it, I mean the fact that they're playing because I didn't think they'd get this far. I didn't. You people watch this show every day, and I was predicting the demise of the Canadian Football League in the spring. And I still have no idea how they've pulled this off, Moose. I have no idea. But who's going to get the credit other than the players taking ginormous pay cuts, people that have sacrificed their jobs that aren't even in football anymore? There's been a lot of pain but they're still playing. Who would get the credit for that? Yeah, I want to give it to the players, but I guess if you want to point the finger at one person, I would say Randy Ambrosi, and I will tell you. Woo! Did you see my mentions? I did. Not necessarily a popular take by me. I, and I think, what, how did I word it? Is anybody else, does anybody feel the need to give Randy Ambrosi credit for saving the CFL? I put my hand up. I love that emoji. And, and then I got, I got flamed for it. And some of my closest, dearest friends have been screaming into the phone at me about Randy Ambrosi. Why do you like this guy? He did this. He did that. He's this type of person. I'm like, I, 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 don't, I don't care. He's been really, really, really good to me. Why would I turn on the guy? He's been great to me. I say that to the core of my being. And I just think if somebody's got to get credit for the fact that the CFL is playing, I think the first place you would start, aside from the players, of course, is the commissioner. Agree or disagree? Yeah, I can get behind that. I mean, you're always going to get people saying, well, it was the vaccines that were responsible for getting back on the field. Didn't he come up with the vaccines too? Well, that's what we hear, right? It was, it was the <laughs> health, you know, you always want to give the blame to somebody else. 
and then you know or the the credit right. to somebody else and the blame to him, right? And it's what I it's funny what I've you know, it's like Patrick Maroon winning Stanley Cups. People want to say he's not good enough. He won three Stanley Cups. The last three of them, right? Yeah. And Chris Dingman was has his last two. three. Um you know, with St. Louis and then with Tampa, they say, well, he was just on a team that won the cup. He wasn't responsible. They won despite him. And then when he doesn't win, they'll say, see, they'll put the blame on him when a team doesn't win. It's the same with Randy. If you don't like him, you're never going to give him the credit. And if you like him, you look for reasons to give him the credit. So yeah. they're on the field, though, and that's what, what is exciting. That's what I'm saying. I didn't think they would get this far. Yeah. And if you go and listen to my commentary this morning, or you can read it at rodpeterson.com, but it airs on Cat Country 98 FM and Rock 98.5 FM as well. Um, I said Trudeau didn't write them the check they asked for, so we can't thank the Prime Minister for spit. They covered their salaries with the wage subsidy, but just like any other Canadian business, I don't think any Canadian can begrudge that, but Trudeau didn't go out of his way to help the CFL. They got money from somewhere. I don't know where it came from. We thought merging with the XFL was what they needed to be saved, and that didn't happen, and they're still playing so a lot of people deserve credit for the fact that they're going to kick off next week and everybody's excited. And maybe I should put a footnote on this by saying, did you see the one guy that wrote me at me? He goes, maybe we should wait until the CFL's actually saved before dishing out credit. There's and a- I'm like, don't! Yeah. <laughs> what? I got sucked in. Huh? Well, they're saying... To the company. I, they say everything's great. What do you mean? They're playing. Everything's awesome. They're on the field. They're not necessarily saved. Right. Trevor in Saskatoon writes in on the 639, from the 639, listening in on the way to Edmonton for the weekend. Cheers, Rod Squad. Cheers, Trevor in Saskatoon. Thank you for making us part of your day, and I hope you're enjoying daytime sports talk. From the bunker. Uh, Baseball. I had Blue Jays spanking the Red Sox 13-1 yesterday. I mentioned this is a major day for the Blue Jays. Let's just go through this. All of Major League Baseball. Ace Max Scherzer and star shortstop Trey Turner could be moving from the Nationals to the Dodgers as the deadline approaches this afternoon, 4 p.m. Eastern. As of me driving in here today, it's not official yet, if you can believe. But they say it's going to happen. Scherzer going to L.A. As they look to repeat, Washington sent slugger Kyle Schwarber to Boston, closer Brad Hand to Toronto, and reliever Daniel Hudson to San Diego. Yankees acquired Cubs first baseman Anthony Rizzo. And, of course, they got Joey Gallo yesterday. So, hey, it's a race it's down the race. stretch here <laughs> in the American League East. But I just think this. If the Blue Jays had to split against the Red Sox and they couldn't win, they faced the Red Sox in two series here in the last two weeks, and they couldn't win either one. They're not winning the pennant moose, they best they can hope for is a wild card spot, I think. It's something to watch for into August and September, but they're not going to win a pennant. No, I'm, I'm kind of, yeah. Especially with what the Yankees have done to load up here. I know, I'm there with you, I really am. But the Jays don't need to load up any offense. It's, it's all about the bullpen and the arms. Their pitching has been fine. But it's just you have to close out games in the 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th inning. Not happening. It's not happening. Uh, point six, Olympics update. We'll get to more on that later. I'm still completely lost on the Olympics. I can't tell what's going on yesterday, tomorrow. It's just, it's a me, it's a me problem. The World Juniors, listen, I get it when it's in Europe. I get it. Seems so easy to compute that we need to get up at 2 in the morning to watch the games in Sweden. That's fine. Or they're on at 11 in the morning or whatever. Tokyo's the other way. I know I'm a farmer. I get it. (laughs) What? 
just flip them? I know. I said it's a me problem, not a them problem. But I just can't. But, it, but the difference with the World Juniors is the games are at the same time every day. Every day. Oh wait! You have Olympics all day long. Oh. So we missed the middle. of I've the had day. too much coffee today. But what's the one Olympic sport that you think you could be good at? Let's talk about that for the rest of the show. Ooh. Okay, because hockey, obvi hockey, that. Table tennis. Yeah. You, you, That's the one. You can play? We've never, Everybody can play. Uh, the question is, how good are you at it? Oh, my gosh. We need, a, ta- we need, a, we need a, t- a table here. Yeah. Oh, everybody's eyes just lit up around here. Oh, my gosh. But so, yeah, everybody thinks they're the world's best ping pong player. That's right. Like, what about archery? What about rowing? What about... Yeah. I just think table tennis might be something that I might kick some ass at. Rowing. I think rowing, that would be, that'd be the you one. Will, think about it in the break. He'll join us next. Uh, the warm-up's been brought to you by E. Cold Electric. Come check out our new Regina Data and Lighting Center, E. Cold Electric. Let's get to work. You mull it over, Moose, and you can... I will. We'll be right back. And we're going to Calgary next as well. You're watching the RP Show on a Flame Tech Football Friday on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds, full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com.